Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Presence, Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting live from the Minot uh, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're right in the uh, hallway of Bishop Ryan High School, and I just want to give a shout out to the uh, Bishop uh, Ryan High School faculty and staff uh, for allowing us to come in this morning, setting up our studios here. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with President uh, Father Jaden Nelson. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Mike. Great to be with you. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation to come here. And like every Real Presence uh, live show, we start off with prayer, and we have uh, Father Jaden Nelson here to lead us. Okay, let's pray, everyone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we praise you and we thank you on this beautiful spring day in North Dakota for all of your, your blessings that you give to us. We ask that you might pour out your merciful blessing on anyone this Lent that is struggling with their faith, that you might uh, inspire them in encouragement with encouragement. And we ask in a particular way that you bless our conversations this morning, that they might be for your glory. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, and of the Son, Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Father Jaden. And uh, it must be divine providence that we're in Bishop uh, Ryan High School this morning, less than 48 hours after the state Class B boys tournament ended, and the Minot Bishop Ryan Lions, ladies and gentlemen, took fourth place. What an accomplishment. We're very proud of our boys. Uh, You know, it's always an opportunity to, to represent Catholic education to the state. And I think they did a fine job of it. Indeed. You know, the representation, I was just going to say that, that, you know, the character of the, uh, of the players, the character of the coaching staff, Coach Brody yeah. Bosch uh, and, uh, and staff, uh, what, a, what a group of uh, outstanding educators. Yeah. They're coaches, but they're educators. And uh, you could tell that. And uh, I was just so very proud of uh, the uh, Bishop Ryan basketball players, coaching staff, and, and the whole school, really. Yeah. yeah, it was a great weekend for us. And we were a little bit of sleepers coming into the tournament. Not everybody expected us yeah. to be there. So it's always fun when it, it, it's a little bit of a, a grace. You're not expected to be there, and you show up and, and perform well. So yeah. proud of our guys. It was, it was really great for the school. Yeah, and the, uh, the future. The future is bright with the, uh, the boys' uh, basketball team here at Bishop Ryan. Uh, some young players that are coming back and will be mm-hmm. here for a number of years. So uh, praise be to God, and uh, congratulations again. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Appreciate Jayden. that. All right. Uh, our first guest this morning, our first guest this morning is uh, Father Brandon Wolf. Uh, he's an alum of Bishop Ryan uh, High School. And uh, good morning, Father Brand- Brandon. Good morning. How are we doing today? Hey, good. We're doing good. very well. And uh, Father Brandon, thank you very much for joining us, carving out some time here. Uh, you're calling in from Bismarck. Uh, you uh, 
you're on staff there with the Light of Christ Catholic Schools in Bismarck. Can you tell us a little, uh, our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, and uh, then we'll hand it over to Father Jaden, and we'll go from there. Sure, thanks. Uh, I did, uh, as you had mentioned, graduate from Bishop Ryan, and so uh, I'm a minor boy, uh, born and raised. And uh, after a period of searching out uh, what God wanted for me in my life, uh, found my way into uh, the priesthood, and currently I'm serving at the St. Mary's Academy, uh, which is covers 6th, 7th, and 8th grade as chaplain, and I also teach 8th grade religion, and I am also the parochial vicar over here at Spirit of Life in Mandan. Beautiful. Wonderful, Father Brandon. And, gee, how's the school year going uh, uh, for you? Uh, you're uh, uh, very busy uh, at St. Mary's Academy, 6th grade religion, uh, uh, associate pastor at Spirit of Life with uh, Father Kreidiger. And uh, so how's the school year going? Uh, really well. I think uh, after the last couple of years, it's been nice to get uh, back to a regular schedule and uh, things aren't so chopped up and it's not so much day-to-day, but we're really able to uh, kind of follow our plan for the year. And I think that's good for the students as well as they're able to get into a regular routine. And there's kind of more of that comfort level, uh, both within the system itself and with each other. And I think that that's been a very positive thing. And and I'm just uh, very excited for all the things that we have been doing at the Academy. And uh, I'm uh, certainly going to be keeping in touch and just seeing how things, you know, go over the next few years. And a lot of talking to a lot of students, you know, wondering to be able to come back and see them as they continue to grow. And that's, you know, one of the beauties of being able to be in the school system and close to the kids every day is truly seeing how they grow. And uh, it's, it's really something. Yeah, that's what it's really about, isn't it, is uh, unlocking this, this potential that these kids have within themselves, that their God-given talents and, and abilities and trying to shape and form those hearts and minds so that they can really flourish and, and be who God made them to be. Yeah, absolutely. That's ultimately, I think, what has led me to uh, a greater desire to remain in education, which was, you know, as you know, Father Nelson, that wasn't originally my intention, uh, whether coming out of high school or even coming out of my uh, priestly ordination. But uh, as I'm speaking to some of the teachers and kids, you know, at the school, and uh, they're wondering, you know, uh, why I have to go up there, that sort of thing. And, and I said, you know, really, it's your guys' fault. Um, you brought me to a place <laughs> exactly. where, you know, you brought me to a place where I can't imagine uh, fulfilling my priesthood in any other way. And uh, with uh, you, Father Nelson, and the bishop asking me to go up there, uh, that's one of the things that I look to as being uh, a calling from God and His divine will. And I, I couldn't say no to that, and it is something that has grown to be near, near and dear to my heart. So. Yeah, and you've, you've mentioned it implicitly here, but you're going to be our Dean of Students uh, next year. Um, I think technically it starts July 1, if I, if I don't uh, have that mistaken. That's my understanding, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about this Dean of Students position. It's a new position for us here at Bishop Ryan, the job description, um, which may sound dry, but it really is about formation. It's about the heart of of uh, being a priest in a school and, and bringing your gifts and your talents and hopefully, um, by God's grace, really helping these kids up here. So what are you going to be doing up here? Yeah, good. Um, my hope is that through all of this, uh, to bring to life 
I think, the proper uh, Catholic understanding of what it means to be a person uh, as we grow through our spiritual and intellectual and human formation, uh, which all speaks really true to a uh, true um, bringing about of, of the life of Christ within us. Um, sometimes we can focus on, because one of the things that people ask me when they hear that I'm going up to Bishop Ryan and they're asking what I'm doing, uh, they'll say, well, so that includes you have to be the disciplinarian and, you know, those sorts of things as well. And, and my response is always, well, the goal, right, is to get each of our students, by the time they're graduating from high school, uh, the goal is not to be focusing on discipline or am I doing the wrong thing, but the question is, is have I been formed in such a way that I desire to do the correct thing? So correct. discipline is the furthest thing from my mind. The What I'm really desiring is that they're able to incorporate all of the virtues uh, in the way in which we've understood them as given to us by, you know, uh, through divine re- revelation, that uh, the kids can truly grow in such a way that uh, they're desiring the good. And hopefully, uh, also as part of that, it's not just with the students themselves and helping them to become most fully who they've been created to be by God, but also to provide that support to the parents who, you know, in my conversations with parents down here, uh, there's just uh, a whole spectrum of families where uh, they are all, you know, definitely loving and caring of their students, but, you know, on the spectrum, some are not fully aware of the challenges that their child faces every day. Yeah, 100%. Um, and some, yeah, and some of them are aware, but they don't really know uh, how to work with that. And then some of them are very aware and are trying to work with that, but... Uh, and just need another helping hand, some, some support. That's correct, because they they are starting to realize it doesn't matter how much I love or how much I'm trying to give to my students. There are all sorts of all other uh, cultural influences, and I can't be there 24-7. And so to try to help to build up, the point, I think, uh, with all this is try to build up a community of students and parents where we're able to support each other in living uh, our mission uh, as Catholics and as Christians. Yeah. You bring up, uh, you, you've talked a lot about human formation here, and I, I think it's good for people to hear a little bit of the background. This isn't something that is unique to Bishop Ryan. It's something that is present in all of our Catholic schools, certainly in the Diocese of Bismarck, and I know by working you know, closely with um, uh, Shanley out in, uh, in Fargo that uh, it's something that they take very seriously as well, but it's this idea of pillars of formation. Um, St. John Paul II, uh, St. John Paul the Great, you might even say, uh, perhaps affected the Church more positively through his new program of priestly formation that he set forth, and that beautiful document, Pastoris Dabo Vobis, that kind of laid out what, what really needs to go into priestly formation. And in that document, there are four pillars of formation. There's human formation, spiritual formation, intellectual formation, and pastoral formation. And uh, I think one of the new novelties that he brought was the importance or the central role or foundational role of human formation in order for those other um, pillars to work properly. And that's kind of what we've built our own formation programs off of in the school, at least as an ideal. And now I I think your position here and and what you've just spoken about is going to be a wonderful attempt at trying to implement that at a deeper level. Maybe you could just speak a little bit about, you know, your seminary formation and kind of how that has affected not only yourself, but I would, I would echo that it's affected me deeply in terms of my understanding of what we need to combat this secular culture, to give our parents and our families what they need in terms of tools for holiness to really grow and fo- uh, flourish in their families. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
as you go and you look through, uh, first considering, we received a year's of formation, right, to be able to respond to the call in the most healthy, positive way to be the best possible priest that we can be. And in reality, as we're looking at our students as they're growing, and even, you know, as people are preparing for marriage, we do have things like marriage prep, but I always tell people, look, I had the benefit of multiple years, right, of, of getting to a place where I am more free to respond to God's grace. And that's a long process. It really is. And it's not something that just takes place in a, a couple of months. And so uh, for me, as I was continuing to grow, I'm a completely different person, I think, uh, than when I entered seminary, even with all of my good intentions and all those things. Mm-hmm. And being able to see the world in a completely different light and being able to hopefully see it, you know, through the eyes of Christ. And so I think with that, it's brought for me a greater patience in dealing with both young people and uh, with parents and just with, the, you know, people in the parish as well. I have had a huge benefit <laughs> of continued formation over a period of years. And so it really, I think, uh, has opened my eyes uh, to what a benefit that is, as I'm, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the good hearts of the faithful people who are desiring to be able to be more free, uh, but have never been able to uh, been taught that, right? And that's the importance, I think, of what Bishop Ryan is doing right now is uh, bringing this understanding that, you know, if a Catholic school is just simply uh, a public school, but you have religion class, then we're failing our students. Right? Yeah, we're, we're, really, we're really falling short if that's the model. <laughs> right, exactly. And so uh, with everything that you guys are doing uh, and that I'm excited to, you know, start to be included in, uh, reaching, you know, that ultimate goal of, of wisdom, of mm-hmm. what it means. You know, it's not just an education to obtain knowledge, but how is it that I'm called to function in this world, and how is it that I can best live out uh, that life that Christ has given me? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, one of the unique things that I've always thought about the role of the Catholic school is that um, it, while it's certainly not a seminary, and I don't, I don't intend for the school culture to be like a seminary, there is also this reality sure. that structure is important mm-hmm. for this kind of formative process. And, and parents, you know, implicitly know this as well. Like, there's a structure in the home that needs to be set up in order for the, the home to function well. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit after the break. We're coming up to a hard break here. So, Mike, uh, why don't you? Yes, uh, folks, uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. We're visiting with uh, Father Brandon Wolf. He is currently the uh, chaplain and uh, religion teacher at St. Saint, Saint Mary's Academy, uh, coming uh, this uh, summer to uh, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools. And uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to Real Presence Live. Uh, We are indeed live from Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools in Minot, North Dakota. That's in the Diocese of Bismarck. And uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with President Father Jaden Nelson, uh, President of the Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools. And we have Father Brandon Wolf on the phone from Bismarck, North Dakota, at St. Mary's Academy. And uh, right before the break, we were uh, talking about discussing structure and how important that is to have a structure at home and then again at school yeah exactly uh you know we're, we're talking today about uh father brandon's role here at bishop ryan that he's going to be having uh as our new dean of students a new, a new position that we've uh, put in place for the upcoming school year we're very excited about it but it's really about um bringing to life this vision of human formation and uh, as well as spiritual and uh, intellectual formation to to create a foundation for kids that allows them to be free to learn and to thrive and so Father Brandon, if you could just say a little bit about what you've learned in the last couple of years down at St. Mary's Academy about uh, structure within the school and what you find to be uh, positive and, and, and beneficial to the students and families uh, and, and what you're hoping to bring up here this way. Sure. Uh, so uh, I think one of the, two of the main things I would say is that there's a, especially now here the last couple of years, uh, concentrated effort. Uh, for each teacher uh, in the way in which they are working with the students, uh, that there's a sort of um, common way in which we're trying to help each student uh, to grow uh, in virtue and in the best way to deal with maybe difficult situations so that it's not uh, each teacher kind of has, well, this is the way, you know, maybe I discipline or, you know, this is the way that I talk to a student that maybe needs help in a particular area. Mm-hmm. but that there's a sort of a, a commonality there uh, to the mission of, of both encouraging, but also asking the student like to take uh, a part in their formation 
and to come up with ideas of how is it best for me how and how can I, in this situation that is maybe a difficulty or a struggle, uh, what is the virtue that I can use to help me to overcome and to learn, you know, through this? That's one, you know, just those, those are more of the day-to-day things that mm-hmm. uh, I think are essential uh, to any uh, school system. But also we do things such as um, focusing on different uh, virtues. Uh, we have religious communities where we break up the kids, and you'll have a mixture of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders in religious communities. And within those communities, uh, we do both spiritual activities, but also uh, things like service activities. And through that, trying to start to connect, you know, these these words that they might hear, you know, when we're talking about prudence, when we're talking about humility or temperance, uh, connecting that in a very real way uh, to some particular action and helping the students to see uh, these words are not just something that is found in a classroom or in the catechism, right, but these are supposed to be and can be embodied in each one of us. And when that happens, uh, what you'll start to see within the kids is that there is a greater freedom uh, to be able to choose the things that are good, to be able to choose to be a positive influence in the world. And uh, what's really cool is they start, you can really see, especially as the eighth graders are working with, you know, sixth, seventh graders and, and that sort of thing, and even interacting with the teachers, there starts to be this greater confidence uh, mm. in the best possible sense, or more of a magnanimity, maybe would be the better way to put it. They understand that they have a place, that God has called them to something, and it's okay uh, to desire uh, something great. Uh, and it, it goes beyond just self-esteem. It goes, it goes to really them understanding that they have a vocation and that there is a mission that they're called to as Christians. And when that happens, then it seems like when they're confronted with something that they're, uh, they're more able to clearly, even at that age, critically think about things. And that's what I've been really appreciative uh, down there. You, you make a, a couple of great points there, but one I want to just focus in on is this idea of um, self-esteem which has been a, a buzzword within you know educational circles for, for decades, mm-hmm. seemingly. But if self-esteem is not uh, undergirded with the virtues, it's an empty mm-hmm. concept because the kids aren't right. capable. Like you, you talked about the, the importance of growing in freedom. They're not capable of um, living that kind of self-confidence in a way that is successful, you, you might say. That's right. Yeah, because it, it remains self-esteem itself by itself remains focused on the individual, and so it will always you will always be drawing your meaning from yourself, and that is a well that runs dry really really fast. Yeah, and so uh, it can at the end of the day it can only be kind of a self-defeating way of of looking at the world is if my only goal is to continuously grow my self-esteem because then I have to fit uh, whatever is out in the world. Uh, into whatever I believe to be is is right and true and good. Yeah. And when we do that, we start to frustrate ourselves. And so I know it, it's meant in the best possible light from educators and parents and things, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I believe it, it's somewhat misguided and that we need to really start to be searching outside of ourselves and understand that there is real truth, goodness, and beauty out there, and yeah. that sometimes we need to learn how to interact with that better. Well, and, and God is the one who brings, you know, he's the source of every good gift that we have. And, you know, humility, sure. the Christian tradition has understood that humility is kind of this, it's not a theological virtue, but it's this kind of preparatory virtue without which the other virtues don't really take root. 
And I think one of the beautiful things about learning this path of humility is that um, that self-esteem is really rooted not in pumping up myself and pounding my chest and 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 forcing my ego into the world, but it's rather a, a, a humble recognition that I've been made by a God who loves me and who is the source of every good in my life and benefit. That's right. Yep. And 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 uh, just because. It can be confused so often. I, I sometimes will turn to magnanimity, really, as mm-hmm. a virtue to strive after. Yeah. Well, that's we have a leadership course that I taught a couple of years here at Bishop Ryan that I used the Alexander Havard's book, uh, Virtuous Leadership, as one of the books that we we talked about, and he actually pairs those two virtues together: humility and magnanimity. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 really this kind of circular um, relationship between this this aspirational virtue of magnanimity where I, I really do believe that there are good things and great things that God is calling me to and and I, I have a kind of um, energy to go go after these things but at the same time a humility to recognize that of myself my resources are limited and I need to depend upon others and above all God in order to um, kind of keep the train on the tracks and be the source of our, our strength. Yeah, that's right. And and it also helps to guard against, you know, the virtue of magnanimity also helps to guard against uh, false humility. And it really does foster humility, uh, you know, the true humility. And it helps to guard against false humility because we can get to the point, uh, even in, when we're thinking highly of ourselves, right, self-esteem or whatever, that um, we can come to this place where... Um, we are not wanting to maybe impose ourselves in a particular situation or think, well, maybe there's another, you know, better person to do this, right? And um, that's where I think those two things together are so important uh, because what happens is everybody, if everybody thinks that way <laughs> and we don't think nobody that leads to something in particular, yeah, nobody leads, nothing ever gets done, yeah. and, uh, you know, somebody has to do that. Yeah, yeah, and you can just think that our our Catholic tradition is rich with a history of saints that have been both humble but absolutely magnificent in what they've been able to accomplish for the good of others, uh, and so that's, that's the right. balance that we try to strike and and to to foster within these kids. Um, good. So one of the things that I I think I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, as well with you is that I know that uh, you had a great and developed a great love for. Um, kind of spirituality. Uh, I think that was kind of what you did in your second cycle while you were studying over in Rome. Um, maybe say a little bit about just, you know, how the human formation isn't doesn't stand alone, but really does need, um, you know, the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, or, or a prayer life to bring it to life, so to speak. Yeah, good. Um, what I always try to remind uh, people of, whether in the confessional, right, or in homilies or whatever, Never forget, um, you're not only a spiritual being, right, but you also have a body. And uh, that because we are truly human, body and soul, that all of these things are meant to work together. And I'm sure, as you've thought about in the past, Father Nelson, as well, we can have a tendency to want to separate all of the different aspects of the human person, even within theology, right? It's mm-hmm. almost uh, like a no-no to start talking about moral theology when you're talking about dogma and these sorts of things, but they're all meant to work together. And so within the spiritual life, I would say one of the big things with uh, human formation is that uh, when we are 
beginning to be formed uh, properly, that that does open us up. It's it's the exodus reticus, right? It's the coming from and going back into. And so when it uh, comes down to the spiritual life, yes, absolutely, faith, hope, charity. Uh, if that is my foundation, then the way in which I act uh, as a human being, right, as, as a human person, is going to be radically different than if I don't believe that God uh, deserves all of my uh, faith, hope, love, or all, doesn't deserve all of my uh, strength, right, my heart, my soul. Um, and then same thing with hope. If I don't believe that there's something, or if I don't you know, know that there's something after this, I'm going to act differently in this world. Mm-hmm. And same thing with uh, faith, right? If I don't believe that God is truly good, or if my faith is in somehow uh, has been distorted, uh, then the things that I believe about God and the things that I believe about who I am, those, that also starts to get distorted, and that will all leak in uh, to how I act as a human, right? And so I can be you know, the best-born human ever, but I can also be, at the same time, completely uh, turbulent in my heart and my soul to the point where I'm not actually able to function, right? Because I don't yeah. have that foundation of faith, hope, and charity. Yeah, be- you, you describe it very beautifully, Father Brandon, and uh, it's certainly one of the things that um, is at the heart of what we try to do here, and I think it's one of the things parents love so much about a Catholic education for their kids is that they have this integrated uh, worldview, this integrated perspective where um, we're not only learning about the virtues, but we're giving them the energy and the means, which I would say is the grace by which uh, God brings these things to life in their in their sons and daughters, which is a gradual and development thing. Um, so we got to come to a, a break mm-hmm. here, but I want to just thank you for taking time today to speak with us, uh, to speak with Mike and I, and, and to share a little bit about what you've been doing at uh, St. Mary's and what you're going to be doing up here next year. So we look forward to seeing you. And thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you, Father Brandon. Uh, all the best. All the best to you. All the best. To and also to you. Yes, and uh, uh, we will look forward to seeing you up in Minot here uh, this summer. Uh, all the best to Absolutely. you. And ladies and gentlemen, don't go away. We'll be right back with more guests. We will be visiting with Tanya Steckler, the elementary pit principal here at Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools, and Dr. Samantha Bryans, the academic dean. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 